0: Hello there, it's Ed Goodman here and welcome once again to another Freelance Heroes podcast episode. Uh, Do make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're getting this uh, podcast from so that you don't miss any future episodes. We've got some crackers lined up over the coming weeks and also you can let me know your thoughts and questions, topics you want covered just by emailing podcast at freelance-heroes.com. Right, that's the admin out of the way. Let's get on to today's episode. And today's episode is all about growth. Is growth important? What is growth? How do you go about it? What are the good bits? What are the risks? And the person we're talking to, Alex Hughes, is a man who has grown several businesses, started several businesses. I should have said that the other way around uh, and has had and has many stories to tell. Thankfully, he shares those stories and answers your questions in this episode. So, enjoy. Alex Hughes, thank you so much for joining us. I know how busy you are. This is great. So thank you for taking a a time out to do this podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, We've got so much to talk about growth. Uh, So many questions have been submitted uh, and a lot to get through about this. And, you know, you and I have had discussions about this in numerous settings um, and, and big debates about this. So I'm looking forward to, to getting stuck in. But just for anyone who doesn't know who you are, introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about why this is a topic you both know about but are equally so passionate about as well.
1: Cool. Well, thanks, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really uh, really excited by what you and Annie are doing with Freelance Heroes. It's, um, It's good to see it growing which is uh, perfect uh, for this subject. So, yeah, so for those who don't know, um, yeah, my name is Alex Hughes. Um, I own a few businesses, um, one of which um, is Shifties and Shift Momentum being my flagship businesses. Um, and essentially, um, my relationship with growth um, and why I'm so passionate about the subject is because you know, I've utilized entrepreneurship and the businesses associated with my activities as vehicles to, enable, to me, for, enable me to grow as a person, um, and you know that, that's what it all comes down to for me. Is, is you know I'm on a personal journey to grow as a, a not only in business but personally, my relationships, my um, my mindfulness, my every every part of my being. Um, and you know business right now is my focus. You know where, where I am, where I was five six years ago. Um I was in a corporate environment, working for a global pharmaceutical company, um, as a project manager, and I was growing as a person then. Um, I then found business. i found I found a, a space for me in this world. Um, and I've ever, ever since then I've been expanding. It started with just myself and Christine, my fiance, um, and we now have uh, three offices um, over in Cambridgeshire, in St. and Sydney's in Cambridgeshire. Um, and that's ever expanding. Uh, we have nearly 50 employees uh, across the board um, and many people that we're collaborating with both freelancers and otherwise. Um, so I've kind of been on the journey now. Um, I've come out the other end. I've now stepped down from my boards. Um, I'm, I'm away from my businesses or as much as I can be. I'm there to support and champion them. But essentially, my my role now is inspiring the next generation um, of entrepreneurs to to get into business and and to see it like I see it. As a saviour, because it certainly saved me. In what way? Well, I was a bit of a. I was well. I'm still a rebel now, as you know. I'm, I'm a bit of a. Um, we like the. We like the Be More Pirate book, right? Well, I'm. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. That. um So you know, when I when I was younger, um, I I had a son when I was 14, uh, essentially, um, and at that point of my life, <laughs> to to. Conceive to, to 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 conceive a child at fourteen—it's um, quite the life-changing event—and actually, it it kind of woke me up to the world and how unsupportive it can be, um, depending on who's in your network. And I found myself in a situation where most people in my life had told me that was the end for me. Almost, it was like you know, school had given up on me. It was like, well, you're never going to make anything of yourself. I don't know why you're even here. Um, you know, so I So I just left and um, I then worked my ass off for a couple of years, just just earning money, just trying to provide, trying to do the right thing. Um, and it took me. I, I then essentially went on a massive spiral. I was in trouble with drugs and getting in the wrong crowds and doing things I really shouldn't be doing. And just, yeah, I was in a bad, bad place for a long time until eventually. Um, I found uh, a career in IT, I went through an apprenticeship, I was earning £3.60 an hour um, for this apprenticeship. I was um, in, in Huntingdon for an IT support technician. And I did that for two years. I was working the evenings and weekends on the side to make more money. Um, and then eventually got picked up by this pharmaceutical company. Um, they identified me as someone that could understand the techie side but also, I had a good, I had a good relationship. I, I was good at harnessing relationships with people, so I had the tech and the business. So I sat quite central in, as a project manager, and I kind of got inspired by that role to a point where I was managing like sixty different projects at once. And um, between, you know, kind of looking at that, I was thinking, right, well, I've got my own. If I imagine, if I had my own budgets and my own people and my own, and these were my projects and what I could do with them. Um, And that kind of got me hooked into the idea of having my own business. Um, So once I started, that was it, I was addicted. I I essentially, um, the first business we had was the ironing shop. And um, it's something that we adopted. My grandma started it uh, just over uh, 39 years ago now. Um, It was only just a lifestyle thing for her. And um, I thought, well, this could be the perfect way out for, for me. So Christine was running the business from a logistics point of view, operations. I came in to do the sales and marketing to to grow that business and we scaled it very quickly. We got to about 80,000 pounds in turnover within our first year of taking over. Bear in mind, we were doing eight to start with Um, and then I was like, oh, this was fun. This was nice. I enjoyed that. Um, Then we thought, oh, we'll have another one. It was actually at your mastermind that you host in St. Ives, boom, um, that I met someone who put me in touch with someone else. Um, who was selling a commercial cleaning company and they said oh you know they're looking to retire you know you're in that you're in that game kind of do you fancy you know having a look look at it we had a look um and i thought well here's this is a perfect leap for me because you know i see business as a kind of a vehicle to learn and i'd learn everything i needed to know from that business with the island shop so here was a commercial entity a chance for me to try something else um, and it was completely different to the first one. So it was like business to consumer um, That's the first one. This one was business to business, which required a different skill set, a different you know set of challenges to, to approach. And, and we did that. And essentially, since then, you know, that was a that was a good that was a good success. It took a long time. There's a lot of lessons from it. Um, but essentially, since then, I've just been starting businesses and starting businesses. Um, and yeah i I think it's fair to say i'm I'm now addicted to the process of starting and uh, investing in businesses and that's kind of ramped up over the years but you know i'm i've never been happier i'm so fulfilled and i'm so i'm obsessed i I think that's the right word for my passion for business and for growth um, utilizing business is an obsession it's
0: fantastic as and it rubs off which i'm sure it will do today and i guess as we go into a conversation about growth, I'm drawn to ask you, what does success mean to you? Because that's an important kind of foundation stone for whatever growth is. So what does success mean to you? Um, I think it's, it's a hard
1: one because um, it changes so much. I, I Actually, I recall a, um, Annie Brown's talk that she gave at Freelance Heroes Day the first year round, and um, she stood up on the stage. I've, I've actually... Um, recited this a few times to people. I always reference Annie um, when when it comes to this. But you know, she stood up on stage and says, "I'm the bigger, you know, I'm the biggest success success in this room. You know, I'm, I'm I I have I've got the biggest success." And well, well, on. everyone's like looking around, kind of, well, well, who do you think you are, you know? And she said, "Because I defined what it is and I've achieved it." So I think you know, from my my point of view, I I wanted freedom. I I, I looked at the the path I was on. And when I was in the corporate game, I could have gone into kind of global leadership. I could have had a very good leadership role within that company and, you know, paid a lot of money, but also paid a lot of tax, Um, had nice holidays, had nice things, but that was, that didn't get me excited. Um, What got me excited is being able to be myself and not have to play a game anymore of, you know, trying to create freedom for myself. And so success to me, I've achieved it already. So I'm already there I'm free I I'm, I'm, I have complete control over my time um, I choose what I get involved with and what I don't get involved with so for me success is freedom and that is a is a structured way to achieve that with anyone I believe um, and I, I I've certainly achieved that so yeah'm I'm, I'm, I'm free and I'm successful in that right
0: a uh, uh, phenomenal and i got so many questions i mean um, i often uh, go to the freelance heroes community to to say right what questions do you want me to ask um and did their plethora come through and even today this morning i ran a poll yeah. for what freelancers what the end game is uh, and whether people want to remain as freelancers or whether they want to become an agency and it turned out about 19 percent decided that at some point they wanted to be an agency but growth isn't necessarily specifically about that you can remain a freelancer and still grow so how do you define the term growth
1: I think um, so okay so this is always difficult and it's 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 a difficult question to ask because um, it means so it's it's always depends it depends on everyone but for me growth is it's an everyday thing. It's, a, it's an activity. It's something to live by. So you know, I want to be growing as a person every day. It doesn't end. It's a bit like education. You know, your education doesn't finish when you sign that piece of paper or you get that certificate. Education is a daily discipline. And growth for me is something that is to be worked on every single day. And, and if, I, if I'm not growing through the conversations I'm having or the challenges I'm putting myself into, then then I'm not growing. And that's not acceptable. So for me, I, I, I'll be very happy if I'm 80 years old and I'm still growing. You know, I don't think it should ever end. You know, growth for me is, um, as a definition, is, is uh, you know, more of a discipline, I think. I, I see growth as a, an activity and it's something that is a daily activity for me.
0: And the reason why I asked that question is because uh, one member um, said that as a freelancer, what do you class as growth? As someone who has read the book, The Company of One, I prefer the idea of staying as a company of one, but want to continue to grow and work towards something. But I'm not sure what that something could be.
1: It's good. Yeah, I saw this. I actually haven't read the book. I will read the book now after seeing that. Um, I I think... Again, you know, this is this is the relationship you have with the term. So I don't have a label. I don't have a you know, Instagram ruined the word entrepreneur for me. I can't call myself that anymore. Um, So you know, uh, for me, I I I wouldn't tie myself to any kind of name. If I was freelancing right now, you know, this uh, the question I would put back to that person would be you know do you plan on being a freelancer for your entire life or is it just that you're doing it now why do you have to make such a massive commitment to being a freelancer so if you say right okay i'm a freelancer right now cool that's great be proud of that and and maximize whatever that means to you but is that is that a life commitment do you is, do you have to make a life commitment to being a freelancer is that a you know, maybe you start as a freelancer I'm gonna go I'm gonna smash that I, I can see myself if I was a freelancer and I've kind of operated as a freelancer in the past especially early days of ship momentum um, you know taking that kind of over subscribe model and then creeping up and and referring out to my network when I'm getting when I'm too busy um, you know I yeah, if I was a freelancer now, I'd still be looking to complete whatever game that is to me. So it's all very much, you know, it's a vehicle, you know, being a freelancer, like if I was in that position, I'd be like, okay, forget freelancer, business owner, agency owner, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you're doing right now, it's bring it right, bring it right back to you as a person. Does, does being a freelancer enable me as a person to grow? Because that's more important to me than what, what I'm labelling myself with.
0: Uh, and I guess, you know, it's relevant to say as well that we are talking about this in the uh, autumn of 2020. Is now a good time to set a growth plan or even to action a growth plan that you might have set pre-COVID?
1: I think that now is the, the, the best time. In the history of 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 business, to start a business and grow and scale a business, you would answer that no matter when I asked you that question, right? Probably, um, but but, in, but but I mean now there's there's so much talent available. There's um, so much scarcity in the marketplace, which is good if you've got if you if you've got you know in your competitive market. Um, you know there's there's so much stimulus available, pending depending on which business you're in and which sector. Um, but there is a lot of money uh, available uh, in the marketplace to access right now. Um, you know, I, I I think this is the perfect time to start and, and scale or at least, you know, get ready for it. Like you say, you know, build out your strategy. I've been saying this throughout the entirety of lockdown. You know, those that have, I see this being in kind of two waves. Early, do, early doors, March, April time, it was either you were going to jump and you were like, right, no, 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 sod this, I don't fancy any of this, I'm going to go get me a job, I'm, 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 I can't deal with this, this is too crazy, or you were going to go for it, and you're like, yeah, this is my moment, I'm just going to I've got to power through this, I've got to go for it, and now we've hit it again, we've kind of hit now is around the time when we're recording this, as you rightly say, that there's more uncertainty in the marketplace, there's more challenges um, right in front of us, and, and I'm seeing it again, I'm seeing people go, oh, that's it, I'm out, I'm done. I'm like I'm, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go get a job. Or again, the conversation's right. I'm going again. I'm going for it. So I think it's a great time um, if you've got the right support network. It might be that you know your original marketplace. So I mean, don't forget, right? So shift momentum as an organization. We're an events company. We're, that's what we do. We, we we host events. We run accelerator programs. You know, we we do a lot of training in person. That's all just stops dead. Does it mean that I've stopped as a business person, as as someone to grow with my business? It just means I've gone on a different avenue. So, you know, maybe what you're doing right now isn't going to happen for six, 12 months. Fine, mothball it. But you as an entrepreneur, you as a business person, you as a freelancer, whatever you define yourself as, does that mean that you stop? Those skills are transferable to any. And I've learned this over the last five years. I've learned that selling commercial cleaning is there's very different, there's not many differences between that selling accelerator programs, selling tickets to an event or um, selling custom motorcycle parts. You know, quite frankly, it's all just business. So, you know, I think again, strip yourself of those titles, strip yourself of that definition of who you think you are and who you've identified yourself as and, and take it right back to the fundamentals of being, you know, in business. I'm in business. I do business. If you're a, if you're a, a magician, that can't go out and do events, and you can't go and do the hospitality stuff. Well, I I can tell you right now, you'd be a fantastic salesperson, go and go and sell someone else's services for now, go and operate as a sales executive and go and, you know, contract into a business to help there. So there's, there's never really a way out of that conversation apart from, because what was the alternative? Just put your head in the sand. I don't know what else, what else to do in that situation.
0: and and you're right but often that comes down to confidence too you are a very confident individual and um i know that there are many freelancers who have that same drive but aren't as confident to action certain elements of it to to help their own business so how and i know that confidence only comes you can only learn to swim when you get in the pool but so how how would you advise someone to start to build that confidence? You think actually, do you know what I do want this, and this is where I want to go as a person. But you know that lack of confidence is there. Where, how should they start to to build that?
1: Okay, so to to give you some comfort on this, um, my first my first five years of my career, I worked in IT, and I and if anyone's ever seen the IT crowd, um, that was my life for a long time. I wouldn't come out of the server room, I, I, honestly. I had, um, had this long, greasy, glorious hair and I was like World of Warcraft, awesome, genius, guitar hero. But you asked me to pick up the phone and speak to someone, no chance, no chance, not even say hello. Now I'll go and stand on stage in front of 100 people, no problem at all. So it's not something, I don't think this is something you're born with. I don't think it's something that that no like that that's not accessible to everyone. I think it is accessible to everyone. And you know, confidence is something that needs to be worked on. You, it's, it's you know, for me it started with a book. You know, for me it started with reading a book that made me think a bit differently to how I thought or challenge my thinking. And then being open enough with myself to have those conversations internally say, oh, what does that what does that mean to me? How do I relate to that? Why am I not that way? You know, I mean, it, 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 then after that, you go, okay, well, that was interesting. Let me, I'll take that on board. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it right now, but I'll process it, and then I'm going to go and speak to someone about that, or I'll, or I'll read another book, or I'll put myself on a course. Or it's all incremental. I don't think you can just go, bam! I'm, I'm confident. Let's rock and roll. You know, it's not something that comes with time. And, and there's probably some fantastic confidence coaches. Um, and other people that can that are trained to teach people uh, these sort of things. For me, you know, it was a necessity. I didn't have a choice. I put myself in a situation where I'd left my corporate career. I'd left all my security behind. I'd remortgaged my house. I'd maxed out my credit cards to get started, and I had no choice. So I, I was comfortable enough. I'd had the conversations with people around me to say in my in my life to say, look, I'm going to make this commitment to myself. I need to acquire freedom. I, I cannot, I'm i not going to work till I'm 60. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not accepting this this path for myself. And I, I'd, I'd come to terms with that. I had conversations with people around me and said, I'm going for this. I don't want to hear any negativity. I don't want to hear, all I want to hear from people around me is you can do this, we've got your back, let's rock and roll. And that's all I want to hear for the first year. And you know, I think that comes down to, so, so in terms of what I think people could learn from that, it's the the fundamentals of of coming to terms with that in your head first, and saying, well, I, where you are right now doesn't mean that's where you have to be in a year, three years, five years from now. It's just making the commitment to say, I'm not accepting my current situation. I want to get here, and I need to make sure that I'm surrounded by people that want me to get there too. And and if you're if the people around you aren't supporting that activity or aren't supporting your efforts then quite frankly, you need to be questioning your network and and start dealing with that because that, you know, I I don't know, where where is it? You know, you're you're the sum of five people around you or whatever it is. I'm sure someone wrote a book about it. Um, You know, you're always it's so true. It's so true. I'm so I'm so aware now of who is around me, who's draining me and who's who's not. And it's not all about having people saying yes, 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 yes. to you You need people challenging you. In a right way. Ed, you're a perfect person for this. You know, we, We're always having conversations, challenging each other, supporting each other. But when it comes down to it, you know, as a friend and someone in my network, that when I need to hear, you can do this, Alex, this is it. I know that you're going to have my back. And I think that it, it comes down to, you're going to harness energy and confidence out of your network and, and what you put in your head
0: uh stick to radiators not drains as is so often said i think absolutely yeah i love that one yeah that's nice the um i think the 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 point that you make about a network is is so incredibly important which is where shift momentum is born from and and i want to talk more about that in a moment but in your own journey you mentioned that you were the kind of person you know the it crowd and and obviously you'll share a photo with us that we can put in the show notes i'm sure but (laughs) um the and as you've kind of learned as you've read books and you've implemented your lessons from those what have been some of the setbacks the biggest setbacks you've had for that growth and the reason why I ask that is because actually I want to know more about how you dealt with that okay no that's cool so I think I knew
1: I couldn't do it on my own I knew I couldn't do it on my own I I don't care if you're a freelancer if you're a a, a business owner if you're an employee right now whatever your situation is I, I, I personally I don't have the capacity to do everything that is required for a successful business to be a success, right? So I'm, I knew that. I found that out pretty quickly. <laughs> like, um, so, for instance, um, I knew I knew how to. I, I got very quickly attuned to marketing and sales. So my my I looked at it black and white. First business I had, it was like right. We've got a we've got a x the the, the the turnover of this business. We literally had to, like, to get me out of work and make sure that I didn't have to go back to the corporate world. We had to hit eighty k year one. There's no no two ways about it, right? So I got really good at kind of sales and marketing. Um, we got we got that thing rocking and rolling through leveraging local relationships, you know, utilizing social media, out there knocking on doors. I do, you know, whatever it took to get there, right? Now, what I found out when I got there was didn't mean made any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you can do amazing in yourselves. I don't know if you've seen you've seen these ads running around on Facebook, and Instagram at the moment. I've seen a few where there's like people that are like, yeah, I've just sold a hundred pound ticket to my you know, online coaching thing, and then the person asks, you yeah, but how much did you spend on ads? Four hundred pounds, right? Okay, so you know, so it's it's one of them where I learned very quickly that you know the business I was in in the first place was all about logistics It was about um density of the area that we were covering so we had two vans running around the area picking up ironing dropping it off and whatever else well i didn't i was saying yes to everything i was like yes 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 i'll i'll pick up that we'll pick up that ironing for 15 pounds that's 30 miles away from our operations center and then realizing that actually we made a loss on that customer so you know, I realized very quickly that operations isn't my forte <laughs> and finance isn't my forte. So I needed to surround myself with other people. Now, in answer to your question, based on that, I have had many business relationships that failed, um, many, and I needed them. And what I learned from that is that you can be you know, just because you're super pumped about something and really excited about it and you've got this vision for what this thing is and you've invited someone else in on that party, you say, right, I know a need. That person is going to add huge experience to digital marketing. That person is going to add experience to logistics. That person is going to add, you know, um, uh, conscious, conscious mar- um, accounting and, and someone who's can, who can look after the numbers for this activity. However if you don't have those conversations, the hard conversations, which a lot of people don't like having, which is, okay, well, what happens when we achieve X, where are you going to go? <laughs> what, what's going to happen to our relationship? If, never, if everyone's not bought into the vision of what you're trying to achieve, then you can lose people and relationships very quickly. So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the last five years is, you know, if you're looking to collaborate with people, which I do think is an essential part of business, Um, especially in this day and age, then be extremely clear on what you're expecting from that relationship and and vice versa, because it doesn't always work out. It's not the end of the world. You will make up. You will learn from it. It's fine. It's part of business. But you can save yourself a lot of time if you're clear, at least on what you want. The amount of times I had someone. So I'm in a fortunate position now, Ed, where, people pitch me all the time so I, I, one part of my role in it now is you know i help other people get investment um we we um, link people up with uh, organizations like peter jones foundation if they're young and we we look look for mentorship and support them um i had someone come in last week and i won't mention the name in case they're listening um but they'll, they'll know it's fine i like it um and she's like well it'd be really cool if we could use the shift momentum branding to um launch our business i'd like to call my business shift momentum x okay okay interesting what's that okay what well, i understand why it's good for you i don't understand why it's good for me and they then they came in to talk about it and their their approach was right this is what we're going to do we're going to smash it here's our goals this is what we were going to do without you and your brand what are you going to do instead of i've got this idea this is my pitch this is what our position in the market how can you add value what can we do together maybe tell me what you want from me what are you missing um, whereas the approach that they are taking is well i'm going to do this anyway so how are you going to add value and then they try to make get me pitching them i was like well i think you're in the wrong building my friend um so you know i think it's about setting expectations in business um, is is one of the big lessons that I learned from from those bad relationships that I've had in the
0: past. You you I mean collaboration is one thing. We're awash and you must see this too. You know you get a YouTube advert or you get a LinkedIn advert or LinkedIn post from people who want to sell you their, their business mentorship programs, their business coaching programs, you get the, the, the big names doing this yeah. made a fortune out of it. The Tony Robbins of this world, you get freelancers offering it to you as well, but you're awash with people going, I can help you grow your business. If you do this or pay me this, etc." how do you separate the wheat from the chaff when you're genuinely looking and you don't have the capacity to just start throwing money around. So every penny is invaluable to you. How do you separate the wheat from the chaff to be able to then actually employ the right person to help you grow your business?
1: That's a great question. I think... I mean, I've spent a lot of money on terrible coaches in my time, (laughs) quite frankly, uh, and I had a really bad relationship with that industry in its entirety when I first got into business. One of the biggest reasons why shift exists now is when I first started in business, I couldn't find that support. I could not find someone, like you say, who who can get me. I want to be here. I know where I want to be. I know exactly where I want to go. And and I'll go to these, and I would go to some of these ads. I would click on. I'm the sort of person at that time would have clicked on that thing. Oh, brilliant! Passive income within one year. You know, get yourself a six-figure income. Oh, brilliant! This is exactly what I'm looking for. I was looking for the shortcut. I didn't realise it was so easy. And then you know, you get to a position, and you're like, like you say, you next thing you know, you're in this stupid funnel, and and it doesn't doesn't end end well. Um, But what I will say is, there are some amazing coaches and people out there programs out there that can support growth i think again you it comes down to you you know what are you looking for are you looking for someone to hold your hand through the process and give you all the answers every single day and you know you're not looking to go off and do the work yourself you, you just want here you go do this and and you will succeed that's going to cost you a lot of money are you looking for a mentor and this is the difference with the mentoring and the coaching side a mentor for instance would be my first my the first thing i would say to someone is look you know, and we get as, as you know i get approached all the time my first response um is to find someone that has done what that person's already achieved to give them insight to if they even want it you don't know if you want it you say you want to be a millionaire well what's a millionaire feel like every day are they happy are they fulfilled is it is it you know, is the, route, is the route that they took worth the route? Because i tell you what, it won't be easy. So a perfect example of this is a young lad in um, Cambridge approached me a few weeks ago. He won't mind me mentioning Alex. His name's Alex Richards, Babel Box and Cambridge Market. He's a great young lad. And he's kind of been busting his gut. He's, he's young. He's, he's 19 years old. He's been busting his gut for the last year, up at two in the morning, preparing his bagels, out on the market all day, seven days a week. Comes home, prepares, sleep four hours, go again every day for a year. Amazing commitment. He said to me, I'm looking to scale. I want to go to the next level now. I don't, I don't know which way to go. So I said, my, my first response is, okay, cool. I'm sure there's definitely some support out there for you. First and foremost, let's find you someone who has achieved what you think you might want to achieve. Um, and then he sat down with um, our friends downstairs in Bohemia. Ash has got tremendous experience in the hospitality industry, um, doing all the big festivals, taking taking his horse box to all these different festivals. They sat down and had a half hour conversation, said, well, look, I've been doing this for 10 years. And these are the things that I learned. These are these are the things you want to watch out for. And by the way, what you need right now is business fundamentals. Get yourself on this program. So I think it's so hard to say. Um, Ed, but if you really want to test someone, and I've done this before, if you're getting pitched by like a coach, right, or some, some, you know, I don't want to dig out coaches because I really don't because I think they're fantastic. Some of the the best ones are amazing. Um, But ask them to see the bank account. Ask them. You know, if they're they're pitching you on that hard, like, yeah, financial freedom, you know, give it some of that. Just ask them. Say, okay, cool, man. Let me see your balance sheet. Let me see your your bank account. Show me. Show me what you're, what you've achieved and show me how you achieved it because i'll tell you now anyone who who, who goes on to the accelerator program throughout through our accelerator program i'd happily sit here and show them my accounts for the last five years and show you the growth show you what we did in between there i can show you that it's not all straight line growth which doesn't exist and you'll understand why we stop here and why we dip here you know right now we're spending cash like crazy you've seen me i'm recruiting every other day we're taking on new premises you know that's a commitment we're making because I can see into the future.
0: I am begging you, dear listener, to um, tell me if you adopt that question to your anyone pitching to you to be your coach or mentor, and what response you get. Email me podcast at freelance heroescom uh, I want I, I you know because you're right. It makes absolute sense. I think you know to it, it's it makes more sense to approach someone who is telling you what they did to be successful as opposed to telling you what you should do, but they haven't done it themselves because yeah, they read a book or
1: something. It's, it's so, yeah. that drives me, honestly, that drives me mental. You you don't, you know, you learn from doing and you learn from experience. It's, it's one of the biggest frustrations I have with marketing for so long, for so, so long. You know, my relationship with marketing has been up and down for a long, long time, you know, because, because the, the reason why is because when I approached you know, back in the day, again, when I was, I'm a hungry man, you know, I'm year one, I'm hungry. I'm like, give me the information, give me the hacks, tell me what's going on, someone help me out here. I'd speak to one marketing agency that just so happened to specialize in websites and say, hey, I'm looking to grow my business, guess what they're offering me? You know, if I go to speak to a videographer and say, hey, I'm looking to grow my business, guess what they're offering me? So, you know, this is why I wanted to, I, I needed to understand differently and, and question things completely differently to say, well, look, because everyone's different. Every, every business every single business is completely different and unique there is no one-size-fits-all so there are some fundamentals that you must know and there are some fundamentals that you, you you should I believe adopt if you're looking to go into that kind of high growth mode but you, you also need to understand it that it is your your situation is unique
0: you mentioned that you've distanced yourself from your boards um, now um, but when you were involved, how much time would you spend working on the business compared to in it?
1: Eighty percent of my time would be spent on the business. I would be. I, I would spend a lot of my time late at night uh, here in the office. Or well, this is when this is back back in the mean This is back in the day when I was in the auction house above the I don't know if you did. You ever come over to the auction house? We had a. we yes. Basically, yeah, we had two. Actually, when rooms. there was an
0: auction on as well, it was quite a sight.
1: <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's always interesting. Like. But I, I used to spend, um, yeah, I'd spend days uh, strategizing and thinking, and you know, coming up with new propositions and different campaigns, having conversations. I've always said it, you know, if I'm a, if I'm at my desk, I'm doing something wrong. I told you, did I not tell you I left school at fourteen? I can't even write. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't do anything apart from have conversations and think and make decisions. And I think the sooner that I started outsourcing and delegating. Um, I saw my acceleration of growth pick up, and and that only came through working on the business. And so I would spend a lot of time. Eighty, probably, I'd say the last year of it was about eighty percent of my time. Early doors, um, you know, year one, year two was probably the other way around. I was eighty percent in the business and and twenty percent on the business.
0: So that's the the challenge. Obviously, many. Who are listening will have as freelancers knowing that they're getting paid for the client work that they do so 80 percent is financially impossible um so what would you guide someone towards who you're asking that very you know who's asking that very question how much time should I spend on my business compared to to in it
1: well what, what again it comes back to what 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 are the goals for you like what where, how fast do you need to get there you know, are you looking to be done? I want in, I want in and done in five years, which is what I've achieved. I wanted that, that required an enormous effort. you got to remember, you're trying to shortcut what is traditionally a 50, 60 year, or maybe 40, 50 year career. And you're trying to do that in five years. You have to change your entire life to do that, to achieve that kind of speed of growth. If you want to go there then you need to go and you've got to be obsessed with that. Like, I don't know how else to do it. Like, it's not even a, it's not about effort. It's about the decisions you are making every day. So you know, I put a video out on my um, LinkedIn this morning about this. It's when you wake up in the morning, this one impl- one thing you can implement immediately and it will completely change things. When you wake up in the morning, is the first thing on your list, not eat the frog, don't eat the frog, don't eat the frog. There's no good, the, the, the frog tastes awful. You know, do do the do if if the one the first thing on your list isn't something that moves you towards where you want to be, whatever that end goal is, and it needs to be the end goal, then you're doing something wrong. You're never going to get to a position to work on your business if you don't prioritize it. I don't mind. Look, I get it. I I completely understand. You know, I've got to do the client work. I've got to earn the money. Completely understand. But I I would sell my jacket and this. Metal rocket behind me. um, Before I did anything, that that, that before sorry, before I let anything get in the way of me doing what I need to do to get me to where I want to go. Like you, if you make this comes back to what you asked me earlier about growth, I made a decision. I committed to myself that I'll I'll eat frankfurters and rice if I've got to for a week and, and earn less money to get me to that goal because I know it's worth the sacrifice. So you, there's no put you put yourself in a position where you're stacked out. How much money do you need to be earning? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the other side of it, isn't it? Everyone's life positions are different. Sometimes you speak to seventeen-year-olds. I'm like, sweet, you're living at home, you've got no expenses. You you, you I find you might need five six hundred pound a month to to you know go out hang out with your friends, go to cinema or whatever, or nowadays just you know watch Netflix together on Zoom or something. Um, you know. How much money do you need? Like, you know, it it's always comes down to, like, again, it's always personal situation depends. But you know, I think work on lead, needing less money and therefore needing to do less in your business so it'll allow you to work on the business.
0: <clears throat> I love the fact that this is an audible podcast. So when you mention the metal rocket, we'll just let anyone imagine what <laughs> that looks like. It could be a, actual size, could be small. It's down to them to think. But this is this is one of the the biggest challenges because. When you, you know, when I asked this question in the freelance heroes community that I was doing a podcast and we were talking about growth and what questions would you ask? One of the questions that came back with, why is it okay not to grow if you don't want to? But, you know, that there is no definition of what growth is. So assuming that you're earning 50K a year now. No one knows what next year is gonna look like, but I suspect even if you only even if you want to earn fifty one K next year or fifty two K, that's growth. So ultimately there is it's it is okay not to, to grow if you don't want to, but or, or isn't it? I mean I am not entirely sure which side of my own argument I'm falling down on here. <laughs> I think like again it's it's you know everything's in stages
1: you don't. it's not all about grow 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 like it's actually one of the harder more productive things not to grow for a short period of time to enable you to recalibrate and get yourself in a position ready for the next growth what's a short period of time well i mean i tend to i tend to allow so i I like to that first year is like the chaos phase right you can't do anything wrong in the first year there's nothing you can do wrong you you just Try stuff and speak to people, loads of it. Do networking, you're reading, you're getting inspired by, you know, it's like in, it's like most disciplines in life. You know, you're going to learn 80% of it in that first year. Then it's all marginal gains after that point. So for me, it's like year one, go nuts, go for it. Just follow any, wherever you go, it doesn't really matter. Back, forward, up, down, right, left, doesn't matter. But if you, that is only okay if you then take, a moment at the end of that first that first growth phase to allow yourself to learn the lessons from what you've just learned, change your approach, become a bit more laser-like focus onto something else that you that get to the next level. So uh, it depends. Again, cash flow usually, usually dictates that. But ideally, three months, I would just have a little, right, OK, stop, chill. What's this next look like? For instance, OK, here's a great example for you. One of the latest businesses we launched in april was snuggeries so we, we're selling bespoke garden rooms right and it's you know it's gone really well we've, we've launched successfully um and we're like right sweet we're going right the initial strategy was we we're going to sell 24 snugs a year for the first year private ones and look for one commercial deal right then it went nuts we did that in months and then it was like right sweet we're just gonna we're just gonna build hundreds of these things every year brilliant sat down with Cameron, my accountant, looked at it, and it turns out that we would only make £100,000 more profit per year of making 300 snugs, building 300 snugs versus 96. Because of the operational, we'd have to have a bigger warehouse, more vans, more people, more admin, more all of these other costs that are associated with it. It was like, actually... 96 nugs is a nice number. Let's just go with 96 nugs. So now our strategy for next three years is sell 96 nugs. No more, no less. That's it. Is that not growth? We're still growing because we're creating opportunities. We're creating uh, conversations that might spark something else and something else, something else. So, you know, I think uh, it it, it just, I I hate to say it, but it depends.
0: (laughs) No, I, 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 you know, it's, it's great to, and I think, you know, when people certainly hear the start of this and hear about how driven you are about growth, I think that will be quite a refreshing reflection on the fact that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to double your income every year, uh, as some might suggest it has to be. What are the greatest risks to growth? Um, I think the obvious
1: ones from a physical or mental perspective are, are there. I think that the case studies are there to be seen. You know, you can, you can burn out. You can have anxiety attacks. You can have, I mean, I've, I've been there. Like I, I've been stood in my bathroom, like I can tell you right now, three in the morning, looking in the mirror, I'm shaking and asking myself, what the fuck am I doing? Like this is, this is killing me, literally killing me. So, you know, I think the you know, growing is hard. Growing is so hard. I couldn't even like don't underestimate the task at hand when you're looking to scale a business. If you, you know, when when I when I ask the question to to you or to anyone, if I ask a question to anyone who's listening to this, you know, what happens if I drop a thousand clients on your door tomorrow? How are you going to deal with that? Like, it will kill you. Like, just, you won't be able to mentally deal with it, you know. So you need to prepare for that. And and so the risks are, are clear from a physical, and mental point of view. But I, I think the, the risk from a business point of view is, you know, customer satisfaction could drop. You could end up, you know, um, letting down some of your network, especially a lot of businesses start on organic referrals, utilizing friends and family and, you know, really tapping into your immediate network. You know, a lot of people forget that bit two, three years in. They forget the people that got them there in the first place, that were there right at the start. Um, so I think I think there's some some risks associated with that. There's risk you're gonna lose your house, quite frankly. There's risk you can lose everything you own. And you know, you've got to be comfortable with it depend again, and this always depends on where you are. If you're gonna plow hundred grand into starting a business and you're going for it, like you know, you're investing heavily at the front end, and we've seen it. During COVID, uh, you know, some people in my network were really unfortunate. They just launched a business in like November, just before registered business in November. Therefore, they have had no financial support, which I know a lot of people fall in that category. However, they'd also sold their house and sold all their assets and gone and gone for it because, in a normal situation, that's fine. That's that's business. You've got you know there's some some risk there, but you know you're always risking two things, right? It's your time and your money. It's as simple as that, like your time, your health, your day to day time with family, friends, relationships that you've got going on outside of work. Notice inverted commas signs come up when we talk about work. And then, you know, from a money point of view. Yeah. But it's money. It's money. It's just money. It's not, you know, your relationship with money is usually the barrier on that side. And on the time, it's well, quite frankly, it's either lack of commitment or a poor strategy. that that stops you getting there on that side.
0: When I know one of the aspects of growth of, of taking, um, of growing a business is taking people on Um, and that puts the fear of dread into some people, the fear of additional paperwork and taxation, the fear of the HR side of things. And you know, the, the, the power that you have over employing yourself now shifts. Um, to incorporating in treating someone else fairly as well, and what does that mean and stuff. So therefore, I'm sure that there are many freelancers who don't do that because of that fear of the unknown, etc. Now, you're, you've been very supportive. You've uh, started to, uh, well, you do employ a number of people. So how can we alleviate some of those fears? What's the, 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 the those fears? What's the best way to start the journey when you do realise that now's the the right time to employ someone?
1: i think take comfort from the fact it's just not that complicated you know it's like most things in life like there's an answer for most things and and someone's written a book about it someone's done it before you there are companies that can support you doing that you know it's just not that complicated so from the paperwork side and the logistics and all of the legalities of doing that quite frankly go research it it's about 20 hours learning you know that that resolves that problem The, the 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 fear that side of things um, what you're talking about is a different uh, a different beast altogether and and what I've seen are I mean leadership I mean I'll tell you right now um, having um, achieved um, getting investment in in some of our businesses and helping other people get investment the thing that they're looking for um, is leadership leadership is so 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 crucial this is the whole e-myth thing you know just because you're really good at what you do doesn't mean you're great at training someone else how to do it and and it's it's important that you know if you're going to take someone on you no longer you're no longer let's take again i'll use snuggeries as an example right now it's about a really quality core team that love building snugs and they 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 love it i mean they really love it (laughs) um but as soon as we start to scale that business, we're no longer in the business of building snugs. We're in the business of managing people and leading people. And I think, you know, it's, it's, you've got to switch your mindset. As soon as you start employing someone, it's no longer about you. It's not about you. They're not going to care about your business like you do. Get over it. It's just not going to happen. Unless you want to give them a share of the business or a six-figure salary, they're not going to care about your business like you do. It's just how it is. They will, they will hopefully, because you're good at articulating that, and this is your sales skills that come in. Because sales isn't just external; sales is internal. This is about you selling your vision and getting them excited about that. Yes, absolutely. But the, the biggest thing that will make a huge difference when it comes to employing people is understanding people, and it's, it's, it's in, it's, you know, um, investing money and time in yourself. To become a better leader, ready to take that person on. No one is going to stop you doing that but you.
0: Uh I said that we were going to talk about collaboration again and community. And, and I do. Community is something that since we met four or five years ago, uh, forgive me for not remembering exactly what year. Um, it's um you community's been a, a a huge part of, of your business journey to the point where you also started Shift Momentum, which has freelancers and other business owners in it as well. Why, even before and after you started Shift, uh, why why has community been so important to you? I think, um,
1: yeah, I, I think people are important to me. You know, I I, I, I take a lot of energy from other people and, 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 and I take huge, huge satisfaction from seeing happy people I like I like being around people and quite frankly you know that that is the definition of community for me it's it's having a community of people that have a shared interest or um, a shared goal to and, and for us in shifties it's about connect learn and grow it's about connecting with ourselves connecting with others learning from ourselves learning from others and then growing together and our mission is to grow together we want to grow and that's our everyday conversation that's happening in there so for me it's like i couldn't have done anything without them i could I wouldn't be here without the community they wouldn't be here without the community i've seen that especially over covid um, so it's just it's just become it's not even a conversation anymore when i said it's 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 almost essential i think if you're a small business owner or a freelancer you need to be part of a community i think it's one essential part of your growth because that's where your network's going to be that's where your answers are found that's where you know i see it all day you know if i go on if i jump on facebook at any point i'm always going to see a freelance hero's post or a shifties post there's always something and it's great because if people are asking questions that's what it's all about it's about sharing and connecting with each other and it, it's i think yeah i, I just believe com- communities are a central part of, of growing as an entrepreneur now
0: Uh, and you know your community has has grown so much too and you're going to be talking about this for anyone who's listening prior to November the 6th you're going to be talking about this at at Freelance Heroes Day Uh, why should someone tune in to your talk?
1: So I'm going to be talking about connect learn and grow they're my three they're my three pillars Uh, they're the bits of you ask about growth you ask about how I I focus on that growth Uh, all I'm going to do I'm I'm not a speaker as Ed knows right I'm, I'm a I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur on a mission, and um, and I know he shares the same vision as I do when it comes to speakers. They tend to be better when they don't call themselves speakers. Um, so no pressure on me. Um, but essentially, with, um, yeah, with Connect, Learn and Grow, I'm going to be talking about those three pillars and how you can harness each element. So I'm going to dig, I'm going to dig deep in on Connect and what connecting with myself and connecting with others means. And I'm going to dig deep on learn which is learning from yourself and learning with others. And I'm going to dig deep on the grow element, which is how you can utilize the front end to get you to that sustainable growth, which we all desire, both in our personal and business life.
0: I love uh, the idea that when I ask you, why should someone attend one of your first sentences? I'm not a speaker. I'm not sure. Maybe we should have polished this bit before, perhaps. But You're absolutely right. You're you're, um, you're, you're the reason that uh, we've asked you and you've, uh, thankfully agree to talk is because you talk from experience as opposed to some people who are speakers but um
1: don't no i think well it, it, on another note uh, you know I, i've i've been uh, as of be freelance heroes day the last two years um i think it's been absolutely fantastic and i love um forget you know absolutely love for you to tune in to come and listen to me and i can't wait to to engage with the community throughout that talk and after that talk um but i think again you know the real power of these days is celebrating the subject of which we're there for and that is growth for freelancers and you you know connecting with each other that's the main thing like hopefully some of this conversation and some of the conversation on the day from myself and the other speakers which which um, ed has lined up is looking fantastic um you know all that all that is there to do is to spark you some ignite something in you to inspire you to do something different to go and speak to another freelancer and look to collaborate with them or just just engage within your community because you're going to find the answers to your growth in there
0: uh, and uh, so looking forward to uh, to watching you talk as well um, and you're a great speaker no matter what you say um so but uh, before um, i we wrap up is there any reason for a freelancer to fear gro- growth
1: Yes, yes, I think there is a, a reason to fear it, um, but only fear it, the only fear there to to be worried about is is your relationship with growth and your relationship with fear, because there in fear is the answer to finding the growth, you know seeking it out. So my grandma bless her, was um, very, very close to me, um, passed away uh, two years ago, and when she passed away, um, it reminded me how short life is and something that she said to me a long, long time ago and it stuck with me. I was about 14. No, I was 15 years old. I'd just been kicked out of my house um, and, I, and I was um, borderline homeless. And my grandma picked me up and uh, she took me in for some time. And, and I remember she said to me, um, when you've got choice in life, Alex, um, always pick the scary one because that's where the fun is. And I think it's something that, that has always stuck with me. And 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 you'll find that, you know, it scares me to come and talk to you <laughs> on, on Freelance Heroes Day. It scares me to take on that employee. It scares me to start that business. It scares me to take on investment. It scares me um, to come into work and, and COVID has hit and I've got to you know figure out how to keep everyone in a job and keep a roof over my own head. And try and find the new um, tactic that's going to give us maximum um, uh, visibility in the marketplace around whatever product we're talking about and we're dealing with. That that's all scary, but it's the same feeling. I mean, we've seen this, but I'm sure someone's talked about this before. But the you know it's that it's the relationship with fear that is so relatable to excitement. And I think the sooner you can go, yes, that scares me, but it doesn't mean I don't have to do it because I know where, where I want to be. That that fear almost flips; it, it flips overnight into excitement.
0: Uh, I'm sure your uh, grandmother was and continues to be, uh, Garessa Sola, incredibly proud as she which watches you put that fear into action and produce some wonderful things. You know, Not least, I know you're too modest to have brought it up, the money that you've raised for Mind. Um because of so much anxiety borne out from this year from you and your community. I think that's a phenomenal achievement and and the support that you give so many others too. Um, So we'll put all the links in the show notes um, on freelance-heroes.com for um, where people should find you. But if I was to ask you to pick one of those, where would it be?
1: Yeah, just check out shifties.co.uk. That's our mission statement and the initiatives that we're getting involved with both, from a support of small business owners, um, uh, also um, for the next generation of entrepreneurs, which is where our our real passion lies long-term in in providing funding and support to the next generation of entrepreneur. Um, You'll find more information about that. We've also got a very, uh, we also have a very um, raw behind the scenes uh, look on YouTube. If you search for behind the shift on YouTube, uh, you'll find uh, uh, an uncensored, um behind the scenes look of what's happening here over at shift and uh yeah it's been it's been quite the journey so yeah by all means check it out or just just find me on some social media platform or connect with me i'm all, always happy to have a chat
0: and the uh netflix hasn't given you the call then yet
1: no not not yet not yet we're working
0: on it man we're working on it <laughs> uh alex it's been um, this 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 conversation has been a phenomenal journey it's been wonderful to to watch and to be part of your journey so far and will continue to watch with absolute joy as you no doubt grow uh, to whatever you want to achieve and but also for the, the help that you are so willing to give other people um such as the hour that you've spent giving up today so thank you very much for that
1: yeah, thank you ed and and just to repeat you know what you do ed and annie Um, is absolutely uh, essential uh, to freelancers. I've seen the impact that you've made over the years that I've known you and seen freelance heroes grow. Um, You know, this this community is uh, essential to any freelancers' growth.
0: Thanks again to uh, Alex there. He has all the traits for me that make a successful entrepreneur, whatever his definition of success is. He's empathetic, supportive, driven, very honest, and he listens He soaks up so much from his own experiences but from others too and then applies those lessons to his own. And he asks for help. It doesn't matter how much you are uh, revered by others. Asking for help is such an important quality to have. So thanks again to Alex for that and thank you too for listening. He mentioned Freelance Heroes Day a few times. So if you'd like to uh, listen or watch, more to the point, his talk uh, and others too, then visit freelance-heroes.com and click on the link for Freelance Heroes Day. Uh, Also, if there's a particular topic you'd like me to discuss in future episodes, anyone you think I should approach to interview, no pitches please, recommendations only, uh, then email me, podcast at freelance-heroes.com. And I'd love to know what you think of these episodes too and how they help you in your business. Next week, we have a panel discussion uh, talking about being freelance and black, poignant for it being Uh, Black History Month as well so I hope you can join me for then Uh, thanks very much for listening have a good week bye for now